Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. As you probably know, on Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to be giving uh, those that 24-hour period from 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. to 24 hours of prayer. So that's going to be our prayer time. You may have noticed there's um, a, a, a sign-up sheet in the foyer. You may not. But there are some slots there where you can see where we're gathered corporately and then where we're going to be gathered or able to come to the building to pray personally or maybe in small groups. And as we've said before, upstairs will be uh, set up wonderfully to help us engage in prayer in new ways and in ways that I believe will be really helpful for us. But in setting the scene for that, I've, I, I've thought of two people that I would love to share who I know are faithful prayers. I know there are lots of faithful prayers in the room right now, but God wants us all to grow in our devotional life. He wants us to grow in our prayer life, um, personally and as a church. And so I've asked if Luke Rollins and Cindy would, uh, Lynch would come and share about personal prayer, okay? So they're both going to share uh, some, some practical and personal insights that help them in their prayer life. And I've asked them both because I know they are faithful prayers. Is that Okay. So I think Luke is going to come up first. So let's give Luke a really warm welcome. Morning, everybody. Oh, hello. So I just want to share some really practical stuff on prayer. It's worth saying, I'm not a prayer expert. Um, I struggle with it. I find it difficult, as I'm sure we all do from time to time, but... I know that communion with God is critical to my everyday existence. Um, I'm just not going to make it unless, yeah, without that. So, um, James 5.16 says, The prayer of a, of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You know, my mum had a revelation of the power of prayer. Um, in her latter years, she, uh, she was, yeah, she was mostly, she was mostly housebound. She became, she became more immobile due to ill health. Uh, her senses were failing. Um, she couldn't see very well, couldn't hear particularly well. And you might think that in that state she wouldn't be, she wouldn't have much to do in the kingdom of God. But God continuously reminded her about the power of prayer. And it, was, it sustained her through, through that period of her life. Um, she prayed for everyone, like everyone. So, so if, you know, family, neighbors, obviously. And then her old school friends and my old school friends, people I'd forgotten about, branched out into... Um, into prisoners, into victims of family, oh, all, everyone, celebrities, everybody. But she understood. She understood the power of righteous prayer, and it really sustained her. You know, she went to be with Jesus in January this year, and one of the last things that she did was to pray for the unsafe members of her family gathered around her bedside. She and it was so so powerful. She understood the power of that. So. I'm really excited about this 24-hour prayer which we're embarking on this week because I've seen how God prioritizes prayer, how he, for him, it's such an important thing. Um, you know, Jesus gave us a blueprint for that in the Lord's Prayer, which I really encourage you, by the way, just to kind of structure prayers around that. It's so, so wonderful. But I really want to just share some pretty practical tips as to, um, you know, for, um, for my own prayer life and from people who have inspired me, like my mum, along the prayer journey. So the first thing I want to say is find a prayer space. So Matthew 6 says, this is Jesus speaking, so for when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to the Father who is unseen. Really, really practically, find somewhere to pray. Maybe it's 
your bedroom, maybe it's your car, maybe it's your shed, maybe it's your shower. You know, Moses had a tent of meeting where he met with the Lord. Um, for my mum, it was our armchair. That's all she had. For me, it's my spare room. Um, the ancient Celtic Christians understood this concept of a prayer space. They called it a thin space, and I love this term. It's the place where, our, where the perceived gap between earthly reality and heavenly truth is lessened. Um, and you know what? Turning up, the physical act of going to a prayer space in itself is a statement of intent. It's a way, if, and even if you're not particularly feeling like it, it can really help with that process of starting. Um, I'm really grateful for John for, 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 for what he shared earlier because I think one of the crucial things about prayer is coming boldly and confidently. Um, Hebrews 10 says, Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies in the blood of Jesus, let us all come forward and draw near with true hearts in unqualified assurance. This is a massive topic I haven't got time for this morning, but I need to reassure myself that when I, that when I draw near to the Lord, God is actually more pleased to see me than I am to see him sometimes. Always more pleased to see me, I'm sure. He delights in being with me. It's a joy for us to be together. He looks at me and he sees me in his son. I think for some of us, prayer is difficult when we're not convinced that God is pleased with us. And there may well be things that need to be sorted and things that need to be addressed and taken care of and confessed. But that does not change our identity as children of God and his incalculable love for us. Yes, we come into his presence to pray respectfully. We come in reverently, humbly, worshipfully. Um, this isn't a casual thing, but there is such a joy and a peace and a love and a wisdom and a friendship that is waiting for us. God loves being with us. You know, um, there's a pastor I know who shared a story about how he went into his, his thin space was his bedroom. And um, he went in there one night and he opened the door and God opened his eyes and showed him what he's walking into. And he saw the throne room of heaven and he saw the angels gathered around him and he heard the Lord say, Silence! My son is here to speak with me. And it was, oof, that makes me feel good. God know who we are and that we're so welcome to be with him. So be real, honest, and simple. Luke 18, 13 says, But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went home justified. Sometimes we just need to be real with God. He already knows what we're feeling, so he might as well be. You know, there's no point hiding it, you know. Um, maybe it's confessionism, as was in this case, but sometimes just telling him where we're at. Um, it's just laying it out in front of him and just saying, you know, this is what's, this is, this is what's going on. I think, I think this, is, this is relationship with God. It's about being vulnerable. I think prayer is best when it's raw and upfront and real. You know, um, there's a Sunday a couple of years back where I, got, I sat in my bedroom and um, I was so tired. I've been working all weekend. I said to the Lord, God, I'm just, I'm just wiped out this weekend. I'm so weary. I've got nothing left. I haven't got it in me to, to pray for the nations. I can't deceive, my, I can't deceive for the elders tonight. Sorry, guys. I, I, just, I just haven't got it in me. I'm just too tired. Can we just, I can't, I can base by my name. Can we, just, can we just talk? Can we just share? Can we just spend time together? And God says, wait for you to say that. You know what? In that hour, we just sat and talked. And in that hour... I probably prayed more effectively than I've ever prayed in my entire life. I found myself praying for things that I, wouldn't, that I wasn't even thinking of praying for. Um, it's just so worth being real with God about where we're at. I let, his, I let his grace work through us and let his grace change us. Persevere. Oof. 
Thessalonians, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Let's be honest, sometimes prayer can feel hard, relentless, and fruitless. Let's be honest, it can be. I mean, I've seen, I've seen prayers answered in minutes. I watched, um, I watched a, a painful um, swelling on my wife's arm disappear in minutes after we prayed for it. I saw it happen in front of her eyes. I sat in a prayer room in Ibiza for an entire summer and watched open mouth as night after night God answered prayers that were uttered in that prayer room on the streets of San Antonio. I saw it time after time. But on the other times, the breakthrough has been much slower. You know, I'm a longest standing friend received Jesus, but it was five years since I started praying for him. Um, a friend of ours had an extreme reaction to a bone marrow graft and, and, she, and, 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 and I nearly killed her. And there was a community of prayers praying around her. And six months later, we had the joy of playing at her wedding. But it was six months. Um, And sometimes answers to prayer take inexplicably longer. But it's okay. And it's good to persevere and see the breakthrough and believe that that breakthrough. I've seen it. Um, A guy called Frank Laubach describes prayer really helpfully. I like this picture. He says, sometimes it feels like throwing rocks into a swamp. Every rock that goes in disappears and it feels pointless. But if you keep throwing long enough, eventually solid ground starts to appear. That is helpful. And finally, just want to, in closing, just want to say a little bit about intimacy, which is kind of the crux of this and one of the most important things, I think. Um, Proverbs 3, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Hebrew, acknowledge in this version is a Hebrew word called yada. Um, it's a really deep word. We think of, we think of acknowledge like... Hey, but acknowledging actually in the Hebrew means it's a deep knowing. It's the same word that's used in Genesis when it says that Adam knew his wife. It's the same word, yada. So to acknowledge God intimately in all our ways through prayer is an essential component of our everyday life. Our ways might be family, work, interests, hobbies, whatever it would be, lifestyle. And prayer makes that intimate connection possible. So yes, prayer is powerful and effective, but it's also a requirement for a deep, vulnerable, personal relationship with Jesus, which involves him in the everyday. Every, he wants to be involved in everything that you're doing. It's a deep, intimate knowledge. And in doing so, your paths will be kept straight. So just in closing, you know, it's a fact of nature that nothing reproduces without intimacy. I hope you don't have to explain that too much. But nothing... Reproducing to that intimacy. And I believe that as we pray to God in the thin secret places, confident in his grace, being open and honest, persevering when necessary, yes, we can expect powerful, life-changing answers to prayer. But we can also expect him to be reproduced in us as we are transformed into the likeness of his son through intimate prayer and his perfect presence. Okay. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Anybody encouraged, challenged, stirred? Luke, that was superb. Thank you so much. And we're ready for our next. Let's give Cindy a really warm welcome. Praise the the Lord. Well, I think I need to just sit down. I think Luke's done it. It's... God is good, and that's just perfectly put. I was really glad when they asked me to, when Richard asked to do this, because prayer is like my center point. It's the core. I've been a Christian a long time, since I was a teenager, and 
I think being a Christian when you're younger, it's lovely and happy and Jesus is great and it's all great. It's a big party and life is wonderful. But then in creeps dark times and in creeps challenges and the past comes back to haunt you. But for the Lord. So years ago, been in church a while and I just thought, this is great. What's next? Read the Bible. And I cried out to the Lord. And I love the Psalms because they cry out. I love all of them that say, I cry out. So in Psalms 142, it says, I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour up my complaint before him. I declare him my trouble. So years ago, I cried out to the Lord to show me the Elijahs and the Peters of today. Because I couldn't see them. I couldn't see his signs and wonders happening in my life. I wanted to experience his power. I wanted to experience what he said in his word. I didn't want to just sit warmly, quietly, having a good time in Jesus' name. I wanted to see change. There was too much trouble, and I wanted it changed. So I learned about, as Luke said, about intimacy. My word. Soaking. Marinating. In his word. Secret place. It's like, wow. What is this? Sitting in a quiet room. I love thin space, Luke. I'm going to adopt that in here. And just going into that secret place. Because there's so much stuff happening. I'll share some testimonies later. But God gave me the verse when I had my daughter, Rachel. And it said, be still and know that I am God. And that know, exactly as Luke said, intimate knowing to sit quietly. Don't look around at all the trouble and go, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. This is hard. It's sitting quietly and no. I said, God, I know you. I know Jesus. Yeah, I know. No, he says, no, you don't. Come into my presence and know me. And it was going in with tears, with heartbroken. Okay, God, let me know you. And it started. What a prayer to pray. And he said, I remember the first one, if my people who are called by my name should humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And I said, okay, God, I want that. So every time I read something in the secret place, I said, God, I want that. And he says, okay, Psalm 139, 23, 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. So it's good to pray this prayer, but then you pray the prayer of search me, O God. Know my heart, I pray. See if there be any wicked way in me. And I know it sounds harsh, but God is holy. And to come into intimacy, you sin and things going on that's wrong in your heart don't come in. They get left at the door. He, if you go in that secret place, he will deal with them. He will show you. He shines the light. He turns your heart open. And he says, Cindy, I want you to deal with this. You're rebellious. You're, you don't listen. You, you just always say no. You always want your own way. That was me. That sometimes is still me. God forgive me. But he's worked on my heart and he's still working on my heart. So I went in that secret place. Pray that prayer. Search me, O oh God. And when I prayed, search me, O God, the sifting started. And I say this to say, because prayer in the secret place connects us to God's heart. So he searches your heart. He shows you what needs to be dealt with. You release it to him. 
relinquish it to him, and then he's connected. I have here Isaiah 58 verse 8. Prayer changes situations and it's led by God's Holy Spirit. So let me turn to Isaiah 58. It's a beautiful prayer, Isaiah. The whole of Isaiah declaring God's goodness. It changes people's heart and situation. But sometimes the Holy Spirit says you need to fast. So not only do you need to create in yourself a clean heart or create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, you also need to fast away from the things that may be hindering you. For me, food is a big thing. I love my food. And God, we were going through a difficult time with my son. He didn't have a school. He had a lot of needs. The head teachers for secondary school, that is, they looked at his paperwork and he says, no, thank you. All of them, all the local schools, Stayed up for nights, going to a tribunal, and God said, Cindy, you need to fast. I said, Lord, you know I love my food. It's not going to work. Fasting is for people who don't really like food, and they can <laughs> easily put that away. But he said, Cindy, you need to fast. So for the first time in my life, through all the troubles, still no school. They say, no, 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 we can't deal with this. I said, okay, God, I'll do a Daniel fast. Because you can eat some fruit and veg, and we'll do that. But even in that, even in that sacrifice, the peace that came. When war was around me, the peace that came when I obeyed God and did a fast. And he fought for us. So in the middle of the night, a few days before school was meant to start, still no school, Lord said, wake up and write a letter. I was like, I've written lots of letters, Lord. I can't write any more. Again, see, I'm saying no, Lord. But again, he was patient. Wrote a letter and said, my son will be an asset to you. Don't look at the negatives. He will be an asset to you. Hand-delivered the letters to everybody who needed it. Nothing, no responses. A few days later, I went to the head, school, the head teacher of the primary school and said, Oh, have you heard anything? He says, oh, did you not hear? Your son has a place in the chosen school. Oh, I went, praise Jesus. And since then, Robert and I was like, praise Jesus in every meeting. So with that fast, God showed me I will break things that cannot be broken with just normal praying. So sometimes you need to give up what God is asking you to give up. It could be food. It could be social media. It could be chocolate and wine. It just, just listen to him. He will tell you. Just ask, he says, and it will be given. Prayer, as I said, should be led by the Holy Spirit because he tells you what his will is. As Luke said in the Lord's Prayer, let God's will be done. It's not a soft prayer. His will will be done. And if you pray according to his will, his will will be done. So he will connect with us. He waits to connect with us. He wants us, as Zephaniah 3.17, and I love what Luke said again, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will take delight with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. 
He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And in some interpretations, it says dancing. I said, the Lord, you sing over me. You dance over me. And this is all in my prayer time. I'm there by myself in a closet and God is saying this to me. All my fears are calmed and he sings and dances over me. So saints of God, he's dancing over you too. He's waiting whilst you're sleeping. He never sleeps. And he's dancing and singing over you. And when you wake up, he just wants you to join in that dance with him in prayer. Again, I said, praying God's word back to him. So what he says in his word, in the Bible, he says, will never return void. Once it's gone out, he's, he's not going to suck it back up. It's going to go out and do the work and bear the fruit that he has said. So our job, saints, is to pray what he has written. Jesus did it in the desert. He said, it is written when he was tempted. So we don't have to think, oh, I don't know what to say. And the Bible does say the Holy Spirit will pray on our behalf when we don't know what to pray. But we've got a word here. We can just go, oh, I don't know what to say. But what does it say? What does it say? In Isaiah 58, to loose the bonds of the wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. So sometimes I'm praying for a friend, and something's so difficult, bigger than I can even imagine in my brain, and I just pray God's word back to him, and then I have a testimony. I can hear and see God's power when we read his word back to him, when we pray that word back to him. Putting on the whole armor of God. In Ephesians 6, verses 11 to 18, that changed my life. One of the children's godparents, um, Ethan's actually. When I was pregnant with Ethan, the doctors test, they, they do these blood work and they said, oh, we've had some flags, really high percentages statistics saying your baby will be born with Patel's and Edwards syndrome and I had a friend who worked here with special needs really severely disabled children at the time and she said Cindy you don't want to have this baby you won't cope he will not survive and the the survival rate and mortality for that it was it wasn't good but for the Lord but for prayerful faithful friends she said Cindy put on the armor of God and we're going to declare and believe together for this baby he will not die he will not have any of these diseases or things and you will not go through these tests because the tests at the time carried a risk of, of miscarriage so putting on the armor and I thought what's this armor she said don't just say it put it on so literally put on the helmet of salvation so every morning we'll be doing that Put on my helmet of salvation. Taught my children to do the same. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Covering your heart. Your heart's covered by Christ's righteousness. Gird about your waist and your loins with the belt of truth. Literally put it on tight. Fasten it tight. God's truth. Not what doctors and the world are telling you, but God's truth. 
putting on the sandals of the gospel of peace, taking the good news of his peace to my baby and to everybody else who's telling me a lie that God didn't say. And taking up the mighty shield of faith so that every arrow of the enemy that comes, it's like this. And she told me, Cindy, the shield isn't a little shield that, you know, the kids play with. It's a giant shield that covers you. Literally, you pick it up and you are covered. God is your strength and your shield. Nothing can, can permeate that. Nothing can get through. And then... I remember, is it you, Richard, that preached about the offensive sword? I don't remember who preached it. But I went, whoa, I like that weapon of offense. I knew what it was before, but when I heard the weapon of offense, and I said, yes, Lord, you wield that sword of the Spirit, the mighty word of God. So that when you don't know what to say, when you don't know how to stand, you take that sword of the Spirit and you wield every stronghold, cutting it down in the name of Jesus. You do not accept what the enemy is telling you in Jesus' name. And so we stood together in prayer, night after night, morning after morning, wielding our sword, talking about what God said to him. Even my husband said, we can't do this. Even he was worried. And I said, Rob, but God, and we'll do this. When it was time for the next set of blood work, there are no percentage has gone down blood works great your baby's fine thank you Jesus I'm going to close but there's so many testimonies so many testimonies of God's goodness so many when you read in here one of my personal one one day I'll share my story the Lord wants me to I'm a bit nervous, but he says in Psalm 116, and this is mine, this is me, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Every time David cried or somebody cried out to the Lord, and that's me because I'm a crier, he answers. He doesn't always answer yes and now, and as Luke said, it doesn't always happen immediately. But God, I found, his answer is all, he always answers. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a wait, sometimes it's a be still. Just wait. I've got this. I've got you. For he says in Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts than your thoughts. So sometimes you pray and we do all this sword wielding and we're like, come on, Lord, we're breaking strongholds and cutting things down. Yes. And you look, right, where is it? But as my brother preached, yes, sometimes it's in his time, but his time is always perfect. And it is always for the good of those who love him. Because his timing, his ways are high. We can't even see all the universe. So how can we see all his ways? So yes, it's perfect. And finally, it's good to pray together. So that's good to go into a secret place. 
absolutely. But guess what? You can go into a secret place with others. Yeah, in a good way. You can get together with your sisters, your brothers. We have a group of women who pray. And God gave me a revelation years ago that there's something powerful that happens when women women get together to pray because it expresses the characters of God in a different way. We are mothers. We're compassionate. We're loving. We hug. We empathize. We see someone crying and immediately we go. We know. We can even sense things without even somebody saying it. Sorry, I I digress. But where two and three are gathered together in my name, There I am in the midst of them, Matthew 18, 20. So I'm excited about 24-hour prayer. I wish I could stay up all night because I know God's going to be there. He's got two and three. So imagine all of us. Heaven will be opened. He is going to be there. So expect that. He's already there. He's waiting. As looks like he's waiting. Come on. Be quiet, my saints. They're coming. I'm going to have communion. We're going to do business together. We're going to answer praise. We're going to take that enemy ground. So imagine your armor covered and your sword wielded, and you're together with your brothers and sisters. He will be there. So I'm just going to close with this prayer in Ephesians 3, 16. I had one more testimony. Have I got time to share it? A friend's mom, just a friend's mom, she's in her 60s. We did the school run together. And she's a bouncy lady, happily going along everything. One day she got really ill, critically ill. And my friend said, oh, she's been in a coma. She's got too much cortisol, cortisol in her blood, intensive care. And sometimes what I'm like, as I've said, I just say, no, this isn't right. I'm not having this. They're not Christians, by the way. I said, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm not having this. So they called the family together to say goodbye to my friend on her hospital bed. And I went, no, because this is my friend. And as Jesus did, said, this, these are my friends. I'm not having them destroyed. I'm going to die for them. That's how I feel when it comes to praying for others. And I call my life group. Call my sisters, call my friends. Come on, guys, we're going to pray for these unbelievers, for my friend to not die. So I told her, I'm, we're going to pray your mum will not die. We prayed and prayed days and days and days. Keep kept ringing, what's happening? Nothing happened. No, she's still in a coma. Oh, God, come on. I've said you're not. She's not going to die. You've got to answer, Lord. You know, some of those prayers Joshua prayed and said, you, oh, Moses, Abraham, you said this, Lord, and I've declared it. So you've got to, come on, Lord, show your hand in this. You will, your name will be glorified. It was one of them. <laughs> so we prayed and prayed. And the amazing thing was she woke up. She woke up. She woke up. Praise God. She woke up. And, she, and that before she, they said, even if she woke up, she wouldn't recognize anybody because it was so much damage. She recognized every family member. And since then, my friend said, because of the prayers you prayed, my mom is healed. And I know they've not, they, they, in my presence, didn't give their hearts to the Lord. But I know that day a seed was sown into their lives. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm just going to read Ephesians 3, 16. That you, 
that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.